All right, special Sleepers podcast episode here with a very special guest. That would be TJ Power, one of the most highly sought after recruits in the entire country. We've also got Riley Davis here who, Riley, I don't know if I can call you one of the most highly sought after writers in the country. Maybe that's yeah, it's a might be a bit of a stretch, but I'll, I'll take the compliment, Greg. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, you played point guard on this. You threw TJ our way, which is greatly appreciated. So, uh, no, Riley, I think if people are listening to this, most people should know Riley. We consider him like the the sleepers ACC correspondent. So we'll get into why maybe that might make sense with TJ on this call as well. Uh, but first of all, just super excited to have you here, TJ. I mean, I've, I've been a fan of your game for a while, watching you come through the ranks here and uh, hearing about how awesome you were at Peach Jam. So we work with Jeff Goodman. I think you're Jeff Goodman's favorite player in the country. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's, that's my guy. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> I think it's it, fair it, to say too. <laughs> like, wait, I need I need to know I need to know though. Is that is that the greatest accomplishment? Like, do you go around saying like, "Hey, do you know that I'm Jeff Goodman's favorite player?" Like, is that yeah, something I, you're taking pride in? I've made it now. I've made it. So now that I'm Goodman's <laughs> favorite player. Hey, if you heard him rave about Shade and Sharp this time last year, I mean, being being Jeff's favorite player, you know, it was pretty high praise with how how he went to bat for Shade and said he'd be better than Zion. So, you know, maybe maybe Jeff will say that in a couple Field of 68 podcasts, start talking about TJ Power being greater than Zion at the next yeah. level. So, yeah, we'll you never know how he might take that. Yeah, he yeah. might. Mm-hmm. Long way to go. But uh, so I. I think he was already in love with you before this, but if there was a moment for Jeff to really fall in love and like tell everyone else in his life to fall in love with you too, it seems like that was peach jam. So talk us through what that experience was like. Obviously you played really, really well, but uh, how did it go at peach jam for you this year? Uh, It went pretty good. I mean, um, you know, we were a team that kind of struggled in most sessions, um, but you know, we had our core guys healthy down at peach jam and we put together a few wins and, um, I kind of complimented that with some some good playing. So it felt good to go out like that, you know, AU career, AU season the whole summer um, and how crazy it's been. Like the most important thing has always been getting some wins. So um, that was great. But no, it felt good. Like there's not an environment like that. I don't think in in AU basketball, like Peach Jam is really, you can perform there, you know, you get, you're pretty certified. So it was cool to kind of, um, perform like that in front of in front of all those coaches and, and having fans back this year is cool like I played in it last year um and to be honest like it was kind of a miserable experience the whole thing just people were getting COVID and I was stuck in a hotel for about two weeks but this year it's like it's just a vibrant like place in there and it's cool to kind of be in that uh be in that setting for sure and even I think some of our listeners might know this, but like Peach Jam wasn't quite even when you first blew up. I know you played pretty well in the Kansas City, the showcase that happened a few weeks earlier. But, you know, that was when I think you started popping up more on the national radar with the UCLA offer coming, the Carolina offer coming, and the Duke offer. But how have you just processed it all going like kind of this rapid rise throughout this summer? What's kind of your mindset been like as you've as you've seen the, the offers come in and just more notoriety on your name? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a wild ride. Um, like you said, after after Kansas City, things kind of went to a, to a new level as far as, like, the brand of the school that was recruiting me. Um, but, like, to be clear, for me, it was, like, I, I've been recruited for a while by some really, really good schools. And I think from the outside, people see, like, the new offers, and it's, like, taking it to a new level. But, I, you know, I've had a lot of good relationships with a lot of schools that have been on me for a while. But um, 
I'd be lying if I said like when those stuff come in, like you don't get a little bit giddy and mm-hmm. like the people around you. And it's just like an exciting time for my family and, and my friends are super supportive and stuff like that. So that's helped me handle it. I think like sometimes kids are left alone in this process, but I've had, I've been lucky enough to have a lot of great coaches and good family and supports like system around me and it helps balance it out and bouncing ideas off people and, and things like that. But um, it's definitely kind of like dream come true type type stuff but i'm glad i'm glad you kept it real on the getting the big offers and feeling a little giddy about that because people try to act like it's big you know what i'm saying getting a big time offer is get a big time offer whether you're a big time player like yourself or not uh obviously we're familiar with your game i mean i think you had the ability to stretch the floor do a little bit of everything on the court but for those who haven't watched you play before what, what would you best describe your game and maybe some player comps that you could think of um I would say the biggest thing is the balance that I play with. Like I do a lot of things on the floor um, and it's, it's always been that way. Like I've always been a really gifted passer um, and rebound the ball really well and play with a good motor and um, can move well laterally. And I think like the thing that's kind of separated me this summer has been my shooting and my scoring Um, like Kansas city. I shot the ball really well and it kind of gave me new confidence and I was able to carry that through. But like for people that haven't seen me, I would just say, someone who's super versatile and balanced, like makes a lot of winning plays in different ways, but then um, can get hot and get in a rhythm and, and score a lot of points. Yeah. So th- this was good timing for this interview because you just announced your final five schools. Uh, we don't need to get too into the weeds of this. I don't know if you can tell us or not. I'm wearing a North Carolina hat. I'm not a North Carolina fan. That would be Riley Davis on this call. I was doing this in his honor, so I won't push you one way or the other. I can't promise that Riley won't do that, but hey, I'll try not to. I'll try not to, but no promises. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but for those that don't know, we had Virginia, we had Duke, we had North Carolina, we had the Iowa Hawkeyes, who I am a Big Ten guy, so maybe I'll I'll steer you there potentially, uh, and then Boston College. So uh, obviously, some of the 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 blue bloods are on that list. Three powerhouse ACC schools. Um, you know, how did you narrow it down to those five? And then can we kind of go one by one through what stands out about why those five made your final cut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the process of kind of cutting it down is always difficult. Like I had a lot of really good options. Um, so it's never easy. You know, I, I had to make a lot of tough phone calls and, um, you know, have some respectful conversations with coaches and everyone was super supportive about, you know, where I was headed. But um, I think like with those five schools, they're all kind of, you know, unique in their own way. But um, at the same time, like the biggest thing for me has been relationships. And I, I have really good relationships with those coaches, even some of the newer schools, like we've kind of like picked up running and it's kind of natural the conversation. So, and then I think the big thing was like utilizing my junior year visits. Like I used all five and um, I've, I've seen all those schools visit all those schools. So I felt comfortable with the coaches there and, and the people and, and the places. Um, but I guess like going through them uh, like Duke, um, I visited there after Peace Jam and, you know, coach Shire and I talked a lot. He's, I think he's the young mindset that he has is, is easy to like, um, it's easy to have conversations with him about stuff. So that, that was really cool. And we talked about how I could be used in different ways. And obviously, you know, they have, they're always loaded. So um, it's a little bit of a different like recruiting pitch as far as um, 
like playing time or like being the guy it's it's like being able to play with some really good players which i think i could do and and it would bring out a lot of good stuff in my game and i could help other players bring out the good in them so i think that's a pretty special opportunity and then the brand of duke obviously kind of speaks for itself but um and then unc same thing i, I visited there after peace jam just for a day and me and coach davis kind of hit it off he's he's like a super down-to-earth guy and easy to talk to um and you know, whole staff was kind of like that, like really light and personable, which was which was great. And um, I didn't get to see a workout while I was there. The team wasn't there, but obviously watching them play last year and, and how explosive they can be on offense and they play really fast. So for a guy like me who can really score um, and put a lot of points up, that I think that's a good match. And then same thing, the brand of UNC basketball. So, um, and then Iowa, Coach McCaffrey's probably been on me the longest out of all these coaches and we probably have the best relationship um that's my guy we've i've had a couple friends go there and play there now so um who are the friends if you don't mind me asking uh desante bowen is gonna be a freshman guard there and uh big josh is a center there i think he'll be a junior um i gotta ask with iowa like is their pitch just Look at look at what Keegan Murray did, and this could be two years because I think like it looks like Fran has just featured his like big men really the last what three or four years with going back to Garza before before Keegan. Yeah, no, the recent success has, has been cool to watch. Um, I think the biggest thing that sticks out was the confidence that those guys play with. Like they're all developed under Coach McCaffrey, and you can tell like how much they blossom and really felt comfortable there. And that's like a big thing for me. Like they play a lot of freedom. Um, and that's what Coach McCaffrey says in our conversations. Like he says that I would kill it there, have a green light and all that. But um, do you have a brother, TJ? I don't know. Oh, that's a that's a deal breaker for Fran. You got to have a brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he loves gotta his be, brothers. Got to be related to him or have a twin brother or something. <laughs> right, right. No, I'm just playing. But um, yeah, and then moving on, um, Virginia. Me and Coach Bennett, uh, pretty like minded people. I think like. He's really into player development, and that's something that I pride myself on, like just getting better. And I was impressed with with how they did that. They're super detailed on both ends of the floor. Obviously, one of the best defensive teams every year. But I love the school down there. It's, it's beautiful, and they win a lot, which is which is the top of my list. So um, one then. I get interject about Virginia too, just thinking like even as a Carolina fan, Tony Bennett. That's someone who I like think the world of, and that's kind of like. I mean, I had a friend from high school who played at Virginia and I would cheer for them when I was in school. And then they, they beat UNC seven times in a row and some of that like endearing nature of Virginia sort of wore off. But at the same time, I'm kind of envisioning you setting pin down screens and popping out for threes and like torturing Carolina while doing so. And uh, <laughs> I would see that vision that Tony's pitching you as well. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely cool. And, and I mean, I think people get caught up in sometimes the pace of, of Virginia, but the way I look at it, like a lot of that comes with how well they play defense. Like it's a product of that. Like they're making teams play offense for a long time and that's why they're getting less possessions. And, but when they get the ball, they're not doing anything too different than, than a lot of teams. Like it's, it's a pretty smooth offense. So uh, I really like that, but. Uh, Riley, I got to interject quickly. I noticed you didn't chime in positively on the Duke section of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 that would just be, uh, that would be disingenuous, Greg. And sure, I, <laughs> sure. Okay. Continue, TJ. I'm sorry. Cut you off. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then Boston College, uh, obviously, you know, second year coach in, in Coach Grant, but um, I kind of grew up. I have a lot of family ties to Boston College. So 
I've seen that place, you know, a thousand times. Um, and it's just a special opportunity, I think, to be able to play in the ACC that close to home and have all my family there supporting me and the brand I can kind of build there. Um, obviously, the education of, of Boston College is, is really second to none. And then on the basketball side of things, like being able to be a big piece early on. And, uh, you know, I've met some of the younger players there and I really like them and, and how they how they think about things and Coach Grant and what he's trying to build in the momentum around the program. So that, that was something, a big reason for me why I kept him in. Yeah, from the outside looking in, like even the success of Boston College last year, though they didn't have much success, like you could tell that those players love playing for Coach Grant. And I think that, I think it was the ACC tournament last year where they made that little run. You could see that those guys just love playing for Coach Grant. So I, I see they kind of got some things going on over there. You So you mentioned being a Boston kid and, you know, being from Boston College. Like, was that your team growing up? Did you have a college basketball team growing up? Or were you a fan of the college basketball? Or are you more into, like, uh, NBA and Celtics and things like that? Um, well, I was always a Celtics fan. Um, but, I mean, Boston College was what I was around the most. Um, but honestly, like in a weird way, I was like a Syracuse fan growing up a little bit. Hmm. Um, and they, I've never talked to Syracuse weirdly enough. They've never recruited me, but like I have family out there and stuff. And so like, damn, Bayhawk. Yeah. I was, I was like, <laughs> what are we doing here? I was like really young, like back when they had like Michael Carter Williams, uh, cause he's from Massachusetts too. Um, so that, that was cool. But I've said this before, like. And not that this has a huge impact, but like I honestly like growing up liked UVA and I liked Duke and the players they had. Like I just liked how UVA played and like in church league, we'd play like the pack line defense and stuff after like 20 minutes. So <laughs> our coach would like show us those games and stuff. But and then Duke was kind of like I was one of those like high school basketball nerds where like I'd pick like a couple of favorite players and like if they're in town, I'd go watch them. And then like most of them would go to Duke. So I kind of follow them through that. But Pack line defense in church. <laughs> yeah, well, we won the championship. We were we were we were nasty. When were you playing church league? And why? Like, weren't you here for church league? Uh, yeah, I was. It was in Worcester when I was younger, but a bunch of like fourth graders playing pack line. Oh man, that'd be menacing to be a fourth grader going against a pack yeah. line defense. Bro, most most fourth graders can't even like dribble without looking at the ball. That's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. <laughs> So I, <laughs> I'm just laughing at Riley saying you're too good for church league when two hours ago he texted me that he was going to go hoop against some Bible study students that are <laughs> 10 years younger than him. So I don't want to hear that from Riley Davis right now, okay? Uh, hey, I'm not the one being recruited by Carolina and Duke, so I'm not too good for church league. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, so uh, I just got to throw this out here. It's going to sound funny, but like, do you realize how cool of a name you have? Like TJ Power, like that that man sounds like a future 10-time NBA All-Star and do you feel any pressure to live up to the fact that you have such a cool name? Uh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, my my so my first name's Thomas, my middle name's James. That's the boring side of it, but TJ Power is definitely cooler. Um like my cousin's name, my cousin's name is Maximum. That's his legal name. So Maximum Max Power? Yeah, so that's cool. Um, Can Maximum hoop? He's like, I forget how old he is. He's really young. But yeah, okay. he can. All uh, right, that's tough. But yeah, it's definitely cool. Like seeing, seeing power on the back of a jersey is, is a cool look. So I've been doing my best to live up to it. 
I mean, you also, you've got to already be in the running in the future to be the best TJ to ever play basketball. Like TJ McConnell, TJ Ford right now, maybe I think are probably the top two. Like I got to think you're on a trajectory to exceed them, not to throw pressure on you, but just saying, yeah, no, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's definitely a pretty unique name. So uh, it's going to be cool. I honestly, like I've thought about with like some of the NIL stuff, like using my last name is, is kind of cool power and can be used pretty creatively. So. Yeah. Speaking of NIL, like something that we were all curious about, just seeing you got, you keep a pretty low profile on social media. I know you're not on Instagram or anything, but just with like so many players, a lot of whom are your age. And of course, when you get into college, like using that for NIL is, would you say like, what, what's kind of, what's kind of your view towards social media and even like how that would tie into NIL? Is that something that you're thinking much about right now? Or you, you sort of thinking about NIL more as you like get to college and everything? Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't have a problem with social media. It's just it wasn't for me. Like some point, I think last fall, I just kind of decided to step off it for a second and and kind of limit distractions and focus in on some stuff. And um, you know, it's it's worked out for me. So I don't see myself like really getting back to it anytime soon. But I do have those thoughts in the back of my mind as far as like once I get to a college, there's it's gonna be more of a business thing where like I might need it. Um so that's something I'll, I'll kind of approach when I get down the road, but I, I wouldn't say I'm like trying to build my brand right now. As some, as some other kids do, it's like basketball's always been the priority and it, it will continue to be that. So um, it's just like, it's just weird. Cause like a few years ago, like half the stuff was illegal and now it's like you, everyone's doing it in high school. So I, I'm still adjusting. I think it's, it's as well as everyone else, but. I respect it. I know Powerade is probably biting at the bit right now to get you your official flavor once you commit to uh commit yeah. to a school. So yeah, they'll they'll probably get somebody to run your IG once you get up there. You ain't got to even look at it. They'll just they'll take your your fire picks and throw them up there with a nice little caption, and you'll yeah. keep it moving. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I mean. That's what I was talking about. My last name. People are gonna run wild with that. So. <laughs> All right, I, I have a question for Carter, not to, to move away from TJ here. But, Carter, I just want to know, we play this game a lot, you and I, on our, our podcast here. Uh, if you had the exact final five that TJ has, what school are you committing to? Mm, that's, that's tough because all, all the schools he mentioned, he, fit, he fits into all of them. So it's not a... Yep, but you're game. you're you're not TJ Power in this. Oh, I'm me? You're you. Yes. Who are you? Oh, oh, I'm a diva, so I'm probably going to like Duke or something. I need all <laughs> brand deals. I need all the. I need the sweet little brotherhood graphic. I need all that. But I'm I'm high maintenance though. That's that's me. Mm -hmm. Hey, UNC develops big men though, and that's that's you would have been like a three four year guy. But I'm also I'm all, whoa relax first of all <laughs> whoa let's re let's relax first of all and second of all I'm too immature like if. Like someone said Hubert, I would have laughed during practice because Hubert's a funny name. Respect to Coach Davis, respect to Hubert Davis, but Hubert's a funny name. So like I would I would chuckle behind his back, probably had to run some line sprints or something like that. But that's just who I am as a player. So all right, to to wrap this up, because TJ's been so generous to give us 20 minutes of his time here. First of all, thank you for that. Um, so if everything you said about the five schools, obviously you love all of them, the relationships seem like a massive factor there with the coaching staff. What is like a factor to you that is going to jump out that might end up sort of leaning you to a decision? Cause I, 
I go back to, I grew up playing like NCAA basketball 10 on Xbox 360. That's how old I am. And mm. I never knew whether to throw my recruiting juice on like playing time or coaching profile or coach yeah. prestige, all that. What's the, what's the number one factor besides relationship that you will end up caring about that could help lead you to one of these schools? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the million dollar question. I would say like, when it, when you get to this level with these schools, a lot of things cancel out. Like they all have great facilities, they all have a lot of resources. Um, so it's I mean those things are are there, but like I said, relationships are big, um, play style is big. But I'd say the number one thing is is just my gut feeling. Like I've always trusted my gut with with my decisions, and it's led me down some good paths. So, um, and you know, you, you get feelings like at, about these schools and they, they change sometimes when you do, you do your homework a little bit more, but at the end of the day, like when it comes to my decision time, what I feel my gut, I'm going to go with. And I know that might seem kind of corny or vague, but that's kind of the only thing that can, can help you at that point. So. That's refreshing, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Refreshing here. Not corny at all. Carter and I have followed our guts for 30 years and here we are podcasting about college basketball. We can make it big. We're a shining example of that. Uh, do you have a, any sort of timeline? I know you just dropped the final five, but are you kind of waiting it out or do you have a, a date-ish in mind? Uh, I don't have a date right now. I'm aiming for like end of September. Um, I mean, it, it gets a little tricky because like schools, can I think, can come back out to your school like September 9th or something. So I know a lot of kids might do it before to avoid like some extra in-person contact with the school that you might not go to. So, but for me, it's like, I'm still taking my time a little bit and I'd, I'm pretty thorough in everything. Like whether it's on visits, I, I kind of dissect stuff. Like I, I watch a lot of like full games in these schools and things like that. So it's just like, that's the stage I'm in right now. And like, I've done the visits, you know, maybe I'll go back out to a couple of schools. I mean, I have five that I could use if I needed to. Um, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to kind of making a decision and, and getting the burden off and just going back to hooping without thinking about it. So, yeah, he says he he said he watches full games. I know Riley's in the Zoom chat right now, sending them, <laughs> sending them to North Carolina versus Duke last year, full game. Since <laughs> you want to watch a couple games, I got, here's a couple, here's a couple I might recommend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am curious though, like when you do watch full games, like what exactly are you looking at and studying? Yeah, I mean, so a lot of schools will send you highlights and stuff. And and I mean, that stuff's helpful to a certain point. But I think like basketball players get a certain instinct about stuff when they watch um, full games and see the whole the whole thing, the good and the bad. So um, it's like kind of erasing some of the stereotypes that some schools might get. Like people who say Virginia's too slow, it's like I'm not going to believe that off face value. Like I'm going to go watch the game and kind of get a feel for myself or like you know people will say stuff about other schools like boston college like coach grant's first year it's like you kind of got to see what he's doing in those games because it's not a it's a pretty small sample size and same with coach coach davis i mean obviously it worked he had a great year so mm -hmm. there's not much to, to dissect there but um it's just stuff like that like like i said it's gonna be a gut feeling but it's going to be an educated gut feeling. Like I'm going to have stuff that's pushing me a certain way in my gut. And that's from like the research that I do. So, Well, I love hearing more about your approach. You've certainly have a ton of great options ahead of you. I think college basketball fans everywhere are excited to see you get to the next level. 
So we'll be following. Thank you for giving us the time. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're, we're rooting for you. Excited to hear your final decision at some point. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.